0: Amen. Brother Urshan uh, had the privilege uh, this week or today specifically. I'm not sure how long the engagement was uh, to speak at his, uh, his family college, <laughs> the Urshan College in St. Louis. I said to him, I said, not too many people get to say that they talked, they uh, got to speak at their, <laughs> their family college. Amen. So that was a wonderful blessing for him, and I'm sure it will be a blessing to uh, the students in uh, St. Louis at Urshan College. Amen. I'm thankful for God's faithfulness tonight. Amen. Amen. God is good to us. Amen. This evening I would draw your attention for just a little while. I don't plan to take uh, very long this evening to uh, John. We'll begin in John chapter 15. Uh, Also, if you want to uh, stick your finger in Galatians 5, that would be great. I want to talk a little bit tonight from this thought, principles, principles for bearing fruit, principles for bearing fruit. Um, Amen I'll be reading from the New King James Version, uh, just so you know. It might sound a little bit different, but it is quite close. Uh, I am the true vine, the word says, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. withered and they gathered them and throw them into the fire and they are burned if you abide in me however and my words abide in you more importantly you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you but this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples so that you will be my disciples Talking about bearing fruit tonight. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions. Man, it sounds like the day and age in which we live. Dissensions, heresies, envy. Murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, hallelujah, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us walk in the Spirit. Matthew 12, 33, real quick. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. A tree is known by its fruit. Now, we've likely heard many messages on the fruit of the Spirit before, I would not uh, dream to get up here and and try to uh, one-up somebody uh, such as our pastor, Brother Urshan, uh, and his delivery of uh, insights and depth into the gifts of the fruit of the Spirit. But I did plan to take just a little bit of a different approach tonight, and uh, we'll go through the fruit of the Spirit, and we'll just touch on them uh, at kind of a 30,000-foot level. I won't really dig into them uh, specifically uh, beyond that. I uh, how did, however, wanted to, to spend some time, a little bit of time this evening, speaking about the process of getting the fruit in your life. Okay, It's wonderful for the fruit to be there, amen, but if we have not perhaps been around a long time, we maybe have questions as to how uh, the fruit gets where it needs to be in our life. So I want to take just a little bit of a different approach with that thought in mind this evening. Amen. Love, we talk about love. Uh, love's a wonderful thing uh makes the world go round, uh, the love of your sweetie. Amen. It's a good thing. Uh, love, in this case that we are referring to, love that is being spoken of, is a Greek word. Uh, there are several words uh, for love in the Greek with several various meanings, but in this particular instance, the name, uh, the word rather, love, that is used is a love called agape love, which uh, in this context, in the Christian, uh, in your relationship with God, is the love of choice. It's not emotional. It's not physical, okay? A lot of love that's going around today is physical love, and I'm not sure that it's love, so much as it's lust, amen? But this is the love of choice. It's not tied to emotions, uh, emotional affection. Again, it's not physical, but it's a respect. It's an admiration. It's a devotion. Uh, It's something that you give. You're willing to give it. You're willing to go uh, even to to self-sacrificing, amen, in order to show love to a person uh, because of a love that we refer to as uh, agape love. So this is a wonderful kind of love to have, and uh, I believe that we should all have that in our life. Uh, if for nobody else, then for the Lord. Amen. A love, a willingness to follow after him. Amen. To sacrifice in his kingdom. Secondly, then we talk about joy. We talk about joy. Happiness perhaps would be uh, a way that would be uh, a little more common vernacular that we're accustomed to. Uh, happiness, perhaps that's based on unchanging divine promises. How many are thankful for the promises of God? Amen. amen. It brings joy into our life. Amen. When he said that he would save us and that he would wash my sins away, my praise God, that's a wonderful thing. And it gives me joy deep down on the inside. Amen. When he promised when I went into the waters of baptism, amen, the name of Jesus was applied to my life, amen, my sins would be washed away. And I thank God for that tonight. That is a wonderful blessing. When he said that he would take me up into heaven if I would serve him and if I would be filled with his spirit, that's a wonderful thing. And it gives me joy deep down on the inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's wonderful to know the joy of the Lord. Perhaps another way that we could say that is the sense of well-being experienced by those who know that all is well between them and the Lord. Amen. I'm glad that I know all is well between me and my maker. Uh, Regardless of circumstances, hallelujah, it is a gift from God. amen. It's not uh, not affected by uh, natural surroundings, things that are happening to us. It's joy deep down on the inside because we are in relationship with the Lord. Peace. Peace is a wonderful thing. Uh, How many know some folks, perhaps in your family tree, we don't have to raise our hand, but perhaps we know some folks that peace, they just can't have peace. I don't know what the problem is. (laughs) It's just constant turmoil. It's constant trouble. It's constant every time. It doesn't matter. It can never, can never be, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. It's 16 miles long, list of things that are wrong, and my kid did that, and this person cut me off, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just always, always, always a struggle, always a painful <laughs> experience to live. I'm glad I don't have to live that way. Thank God. Peace and inner calm, source from uh, our saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ through the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Again, peace that is not related to a person or perfect circumstances. Next one is long-suffering. Long-suffering. Brother Urshan so ably spoke about this a couple of years ago, I believe now. Uh, He may have since then. But uh, he referred to long-suffering as the forgotten fruit of the Spirit. The forgotten fruit of the Spirit. He also referred to it as the lemon amongst the uh, sweet fruit, perhaps, of the other ones. I and mean, then we don't really like long-suffering. You can't have long-suffering unless you have suffering. And as if suffering wasn't enough, then you add long to it and it you kind of get an idea of what I'm getting at here. Long-suffering, long-suffering, patience, which refers to the ability to endure uh, injuries afflicted by others or a willingness to accept irritation or painful situations. Long-suffering, forgotten fruit of the Spirit. Kindness, that's a wonderful thing. Tender concern for one another. Amen. Anybody know some kind folk? Man, y'all live in a nasty world. Anybody know some kind folk? Amen. Amen. Immediately my mind is drawn to uh, uh, an aunt who has since passed on. Most wonderful lady, my aunt Betty who lived in Boston. Uh, She was a very memorable character. Uh, There are several people in my family uh, on my mother's side that uh, I remember them for various reasons, but one of the reasons I remember them by is their laugh. And uh, she was one of them that had a very unique uh, laugh, and it was always a joy uh, to be around her. I can remember when I was just a wee little whippersnapper, and uh, we had made the trip down from uh, the northern part of Maine, Um, into Boston to visit them, and uh, they had a house. that just was the biggest house I had ever been to in my life. It wasn't really that big, actually, but um, uh, it was wonderful to go see them. And I can remember one day we were there uh, visiting when we were on vacation, and and as a little boy, she came and she handed me a $20 bill. And that was big time. That was big time. And my mom and dad, they did not want me to have it, but I was not going to give it up. I was not going to give it back. Uh, she had extended kindness to me, uh, and it was, it was a wonderful blessing to, uh, to me in my life. Uh, this is a wonderful trait to have. We all know somebody uh, that comes to mind immediately, somebody that is just always kind. There's always a, a gentle way about them. Uh, we like to be around those kind of people, uh, reflected uh, in desire to treat others gently just as the Lord treats us. Goodness of course, would be a moral or spiritual excellence. Faithfulness probably goes without saying. Uh, Being faithful, uh, being full of faith to the point that it drives you to be consistent. Uh, Faithfulness, loyal, placing your trust in someone or something. And gentleness and meekness is a humble, gentle uh, attitude, patiently, patient uh, in submission in every Offense without seeking revenge, gentleness, meekness. Self-control, finally, restraining passions and appetites. Hopefully we have passions under control. Appetites, I'm not so sure all the time. Um, But anyway, self-control, that's something that the fruit of the Spirit uh, will exhibit in our life uh, and should. So anyway, these are are the fruits of the Spirit. As I stated before, that's the extent that I'm going to to speak about them specifically. Uh, But I do want to bring to our attention tonight that if you carefully consider the fruit of the Spirit, these six or seven things uh, that that the Bible said the fruit of the Spirit will will show up in your life uh, when the Spirit's at work, if you take just just a quick minute and look at them carefully, it will reveal itself to you that these qualities are qualities that enhance or make life better. Is that fair? They make life better. You want to be around somebody that's kind. You want to be around somebody that uh, has joy in their spirit. Amen. But it doesn't have to stop there. You don't just have to admire these things and other folks, although that's wonderful and that's a fine thing to do. You don't just have to admire them from afar, but you can have them at work in your own life if you are in tune with the Spirit. And if you will let the Spirit take control, you too tonight... Amen. Can have those things available and at work in your life. Amen. How many want that? Amen. Hallelujah. And these things, praise the Lord. If these things are at work in our life, they have two primary effects. They will lead you to a more fulfilled life, and you will have a more effective witness for Christ. And how many know that our world needs that in the day and age in which we live, a more effective witness for Christ? Amen. Amen. Folks should not be quick to anger if the server is a little bit slow. Amen. Folks should not be quick to uh, cut somebody off or do something nasty to someone. Amen. There are enough of that going around today. We don't need, amen, the church doing that. Amen. So we need the fruit of Spirit at work in our life. Now, now we understand that the Holy Ghost is necessary. It's important. It's, it's the only way, the Bible way, that, that we are assured that we will make it to heaven. Is that okay? We've all been convinced, hopefully. If not, we need to get you in the CDC class, talk to Brother Charlie, amen, we'll get you signed up, amen, but we believe that, we believe that the Holy Ghost is essential, amen, for, for uh, salvation, for us to, to have an assurity, to have uh, the confidence that we are in fact going to make it to heaven, amen, because we have, we have followed the Bible plan of salvation, we have done that, and that's a great thing, how many are thankful for salvation, amen. thankful that the Lord came in, amen, and filled you with his holy power, Amen. That is a wonderful thing. And that's necessary, and that's, that's definitely warranted in the lives of all men, women, boys, and girls, and everybody in between. It is, but it was meant for so much more. The Spirit was meant for so much more than just a salvation experience. Now, if you have received salvation, Brother Jamie, it was a powerful experience, was it not? I mean, it will be a powerful experience in your life, but it was not intended to be a one-time deal, a one-time affair. It was only the beginning of your walk with Jesus Christ. It was always, always, always intended to be more. And it was always, always the intention of God Almighty, amen, that the Spirit would take you to a place in this life that we live in where you are bearing fruit, amen, the fruit of the Spirit alive and well in your life. When the Spirit came in, at that moment in time, you became planted in his kingdom and if you will allow your roots to grow down into, amen, this wonderful experience, amen, it will do such wonderful things in your life. If you will nourish it, if you will care for it, if you will watch over it like your life depends on it. Because guess what, folks? Your spiritual life really does depend on, amen, the in that you have with the spirit of almighty God. Now, everybody wants beautiful landscaping, Right? Love to have a beautiful front yard. I look back at Sister now, Nell. Man, she's got flowers galore. Uh, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. Everybody wants landscaping, right? But I guarantee there are a lot less people that want to cultivate to make it look that way. I do not care to go out and dig in the flower bed. There are a lot more things I would rather do. I would rather watch paint dry, to be quite honest. Amen. Everybody wants beautiful landscaping, but not too many people want to get out into the garden or the flower bed and cultivate. That's why we have Brother Lloyd. You swing by the greenhouse and he'll hook you up. (laughs) Amen. Few people want to cultivate it. Amen. If we want to have the fruit of the Spirit alive and well in our life, if we want a relationship with God, then guess what? We have to cultivate our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I can tell you tonight that if you will spend some time cultivating your relationship with Jesus Christ, amen, that the fruit of the Spirit will be alive and well in your life, amen, and the lives of of you, the lives of those around you will be better off, amen, because you have been in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness tonight in the house of God? Amen, hallelujah. The word of God says that we would have life and life more abundantly. And I can say tonight that it will be more than just words on a page. Amen. That if you will get in tune with the Lord Jesus Christ, it will become an experience uh, more than just words on a page. Now, people dream, and I got the privilege to live it out. Uh, all over the world, people dream of going to Paris, the city of love. Anybody feeling it tonight? I want to go to Paris, the city of love. And, and, and that's great. That's wonderful. It's a beautiful place. You definitely need to go there sometime in your life if you have the opportunity to. And peace, man, there is not hardly anything else more desired in the world than peace is. Is that okay? Then peace is. Money might be more desired than peace, but that would be about the only thing that's more desired than peace. Now, you, you, can, you can read... You can read about love, and you can read about peace until you're blue in the face, until you have exhausted all of the volumes in the world. And you can try your best to think peaceful thoughts, and you can try your best and strive to be peaceful. But if you really want to have true peace in your life, amen, it will only come by your relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen, it will only come in in the manner that the Bible says as peace that passes understanding because of the relationship that you have cultivated with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the, what the word says, amen, about the peace that you will receive. Peace that passes all understanding. Peace that when hell itself breaks loose in your life, amen, you have peace in your heart because you have a relationship with Jesus and you know that everything's going to be all right because he said he would never leave you and he would never forsake you. Glory be to Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. 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 And these things come naturally. These things come naturally when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. The world has been seeking for peace for, I don't even know, my lifetime, 10 of my lifetimes before that. Amen. Peace has been sought everywhere, everywhere. And not once has long-term peace been successful. Amen. At one point in time, I, I was speaking about a particular topic I can't remember. And... Uh, I was looking up facts about war, and there have only been in the past, I don't know, it was several hundred years, I don't remember the exact figure, of those several hundred years span, there has only been, amen, about 10 years combined in those several hundred years span where there has been peace at any one point in time, amen, I mean, throughout the earth. Amen, peace is something, amen, I mean, that we desire, that we're looking for, that we are seeking Amen. And it's great for governments to strive after peace. Amen. But peace will never come. Amen. By man's order and by man's doing, because peace comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. And unless those involved have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it will only last so long and then it will fail and then it will fall by the wayside. But if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ and if we are abiding in the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. Then we don't have to, we don't have to try, we don't have to work hard at peace. It just comes naturally because of who we are connected to. But all too often, the child of God, amen, I have done it in my life, and you likely have done it in yours. We forfeit these wonderful benefits that God has for us because we do not let the Spirit have its way in our life. But if we will give, Amen, the Spirit of God, some, some leeway in our life. If we will give the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ some room to grow and to move and to have its way, amen, you would be shocked at the number of things and blessings that God, amen, will bestow upon you. Kindness, amen, will just flow from you. You'll be a, a peaceful person. You'll have joy deep down in the soul, amen, that you never had before. You'll be faithful, amen. You'll love everybody, and it'll be a wonderful thing. And these are all results, of having a healthy relationship with the Lord. The result of healthy trees is that healthy trees, produce, healthy trees produce fruit. Now the health of the tree or the health of your relationship with Jesus Christ should be a primary concern because the health of the spiritual man really, folks, is the only thing that matters at the end of all days is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Now the question is that maybe some of you have had is how do you get a healthy tree? How do you get a healthy tree? Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. Now, at this stage, I don't know of of any farmers that are here tonight. I don't see anybody that's in the farming. Now, I think it's pretty fair to say tonight that most of us are a little bit removed uh, from our agriculturally inclined uh, forefathers, right? The closest I get to the garden is when I go into Kroger (laughs) or when I go into Walmart, whatever the case may be. Amen. So, so we, are, we are removed quite a bit from understanding how trees and plants and, and, and those sorts of things grow. So, so I'm just going to take uh, a few minutes tonight and break it down for us. Is that all right? Amen. I don't claim to be an expert by any stretch. Amen. There are lots of other folks here tonight that could probably do uh, much more justice on this than I can. But, but hey, we'll give it a go and uh, hopefully we'll glean a little something from uh, the word tonight. Now, first thing that's important when, when you are trying to get a plant or a tree or whatever the case may be to grow is good soil, right? It's got to be planted in good soil. You can't plant something in a rock bed and expect much to grow. I haven't seen a whole lot growing from rock trees except weeds. They grow everywhere. I don't know why. But if you will plant, amen, something, a plant, in if you will put it down in good soil, that plant will grow. Right? It's amazing to watch a little time lapse camera out in the field and you see the little plant wiggle up out of the ground and start to grow and turn into whatever it is going to become. Amen. But it won't just work in any ground. You can't just put a seed in any old ground and expect it to grow to be what it is supposed to be. It has to be rich ground filled with nutrients. Amen. We need to be planted in a good church. We need to be planted in a good church where truth is preached, amen, without apology. Where truth is declared without, amen, angst of what somebody else might think. Amen, despite its political correctness or not, we must preach the word of God and its truth. Amen, it's important in the day and age that we live, amen, that we have good ground to to grow in. And that happens when we plant ourselves, amen, in a good church. There are times when a tree can begin in good soil... And then you have to transplant the tree or it's going to die. Right? When you go into the greenhouse and you want to buy a cherry tree or an apple tree or a strawberry tree, no, that's not right. And then they come in a little bucket, right? But if you leave that tree in the little bucket too long, it doesn't start in the bucket. Typically it starts out in the field and then they take it out and put it in the bucket so that you can take it home. But if you leave it in the bucket too long... It's not going to grow to its potential because it's not, in the right, it's not in the right kind of soil. It doesn't have enough depth. It doesn't have enough resources at its disposal to grow to the potential that it has. And eventually its growth will be stunted and it will perish. It will die. Because it does not have all the richness of good soil that it should have in order to be a successful plant. Now you may have started, and this is the case for many of us, you may have started your walk with the Lord somewhere else. Has that been the case for anybody? I mean, Sister Wolfangle's the only one that's been here as long as she's been here. So we all started somewhere else. All right? We will not surpass Sister Wolfangle, I am sure of it. Uh, We started somewhere else, but eventually we made it here. Now, whether it was apostolic or not, you know, hopefully it was, but chances are maybe it wasn't. Amen? But, But you grew as much as you were going to grow in that environment because the soil was only so good. Amen, there was only so much truth being taught. Amen, there was a lot of man's traditions mixed into what was going on. Amen, but we need the Word of God because the Word of God is rich, amen, and powerful and has strength to sustain us. Amen, so we left that kind of environment and came somewhere where the soil was good, where we could grow. You left because you discovered that the ground somewhere else was not adequate enough for you to grow and become all that God wanted you to be that okay? Another thing that's necessary is that you have to have a good environment to grow in. Now, I heard of a study that was done in the not-too-distant past, uh, here since we've been back from France, I, I believe it was. A study was done, and they were, they were growing, I believe it was trees, they said. Uh, trees in a perfect environment, but it was inside. But they have crafted a perfect environment for a tree to grow. And then they were surprised when somewhere along the line that the tree stopped growing because it was in this environment. And they couldn't figure out why that was. So they decided to, to take the tree, transplant the tree, and move it outside in a more natural environment. And that tree began to grow, and they discovered that the reason the tree quit growing is because it was not getting wind. Wind was a factor. The stress of wind was a factor in the tree being successful, in the tree growing. How many of you face struggles in your life? Amen. You will not become the man or woman of God that he has designed you to be unless you face some struggles in your life. Amen. It is key for you to grow and become what God wants you to be. And that's okay. Just because you face a struggle doesn't mean that God has forgotten about you. It doesn't mean that God has forsaken you. It doesn't mean that God has left you. Amen. It's just a prime opportunity for you to begin to grow. Amen. Because, uh, I mean, the environment that we find ourselves in helps us to grow and become who we need to be. And adversity is part of that growing process. Adversity will help us more than we care to admit. Nobody enjoys adversity. Nobody enjoys going through that. Nobody, amen, feels like that's a a wonderful thing to have to do, amen, but if you will be patient and if you will cry out to the Lord and if you will seek him because that's what adversity is doing, it is causing you to cry out and seek him, amen, then I believe that you will grow and become stronger than you ever could if you were placed in a perfect environment just like that tree was when it was placed in the perfect environment because it needed, amen, the winds of adversity to help its roots to grow And become what you want it to be. We should care about the environment that we place ourselves in. We should absolutely care where we place ourselves in, what environment that is. You will not go down into the back corner of the basement, stick a plant down there in the back corner of the basement, and come back a week later to find that plant alive. It will not happen because of its environment. So you can't grow and become the child of God that you are intended to be, that God has designed you to be, if you keep going back to all the places where you used to go. There is darkness everywhere in this world, and you can't grow where darkness is. You cannot grow where darkness is. Things that are alive don't grow where there is darkness. Amen, but if you will come out into the light, amen, if you will change your environment, if you will do things a little differently and and start hanging out with some folks that lift you up and don't tear you down and folks that encourage you and folks that believe that God is able and folks that believe, amen, that God has changed your life and that God has power to save, amen, you will be a different person. You will become a different creature because of the environment that you find yourself in. When's the last time that we evaluated our environment? Hallelujah. I mean, that should be an ongoing task for the child of God is for us to evaluate the environment in which we find ourselves in. The Bible says this, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness, righteousness and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them, expose them. Do you know that light drives darkness out? Hallelujah. So we should be a light wherever we go. Amen. Those are a couple things that are important. Let's take a look at some of the parts of the tree. Now, roots, the root system grows deep down into the ground. and, And oftentimes the root system is broader and deeper than what the tree is high. How many have ever tried to remove a stump? Good luck. It's not happening. Amen, they create machines, they come in with a grinder. Amen, they grind down the top, but they never ever get all the root system because, amen, that would be almost an impossible task to get uh, where all of the the roots are. I was trying to teach my kids one time about pulleys and how they increase force when you use them together and whatnot. Uh, So I went on YouTube and found this video. And this guy had a little small Kubota-type tractor, uh, just, you know, kind of a step above a lawn tractor, A little bit heavier duty. And he had all these pulleys hooked up to get rid of a root, to get rid of a stump that was in his backyard. And I promise, (laughs) half of his backyard moved when he got the pulleys uh, tight with the extension. The root system was everywhere. Was everywhere in the yard. It may not seem obvious, but nothing can grow above ground. Nothing can grow visibly unless something is growing where you can't see it. What are you doing when nobody's watching? Are you spending time in God's word? Are you crying out to him? Are you seeking his face? God help us all. Because we all could stand a little bit more of that, amen, from, from the first person, amen, the first visit to, to on up to the pastor, I'm sure he would say that, that we could all stand to spend a little bit more time, amen, uh, thinking about it and being in uh, the word of God and the presence of God. Our root system is in the word of God. Everything that we know and believe, everything that we have experienced in God is because we read it here. This is where our root system should be. This is where we should find ourselves. Amen. This is where, amen, we should be seeking the Lord and crying out to Him and learning about Him is in the Word of God. Now, our roots are found here. We are apostolic and we are unique, amen, amongst those, amen, that believe in Christ because we rely exclusively on the Word of God and not on the traditions of men. It is in here that you will grow. It's in here that your root system, where you'll gain a better understanding, where you'll be nourished by the word of God. It's in the roots where the tree gets the nourishment. Is that fair? Amen. Hallelujah. To learn more, amen, when you learn more, your roots grow deeper. And the deeper the roots are, the stronger the tree is. And then there is the trunk of the tree, which supports the top of the tree or the crown of the tree. It's through the trunk that the outer parts of the tree receive their nourishment, right? It's the delivery system from what it's gathering. The, the moisture that it's gathering from the ground is being pulled up through the trunk of the tree, the main part of the tree, in order that the top will grow and be uh, all that it needs to be. Now, having a knowledge of the Word of God is great, and that's wonderful. Amen. They have uh, shows... Uh, Uh, the one that Jeff Foxworthy hosts, I don't remember the name of it now, the American Bible Challenge or something like that. And people can rattle off a lot of facts about the Bible, and they know some head knowledge about the Bible, and that's great. But unless you take your head knowledge of the Bible and start applying some of the principles in your life, the nourishment that you're gaining in the Word of God is not all, or the knowledge that you're gaining in the Word of God is not becoming what it can be because there is no application There's no delivery system into our everyday life. So what we uh, read in the word of God, we should take to heart and start applying in our everyday walk with the Lord. It should affect where we go. It should affect the things that we flip open. It should affect the kind of discussions that we have. It should affect our behavior. It should affect every part of our life, what we hear and what we learn from the word of God. Believing is great and that's wonderful, but unless there is application Amen. Believing will only take you so far. You need to get into the word of God. Amen. And began learning and applying the principles that you hear from the word of God. And then there is the crown of the tree, the branches, the leaves, or the fruit. Uh, It is the glory of the tree. When everything's right with the roots, when everything's right with the roots, there uh, is evidence of that by what you can see above ground. Now, it's obvious because things are right on the outside of the tree. It should reflect... Amen, if everything is right on the inside of the tree, it should reflect that on the outside of the tree. What the tree looked like, its fullness, amen, the amount of fruit that it's, that it's growing. So should the Christian, amen, outward appearance, their outward uh, man, their outward woman, amen, reflect what's going on deep down on the inside. Just like it happens, amen, with the tree when it's healthy, when its roots are growing, amen, when it's applying the nutrients into uh, its growth, then it becomes a full mature, amen, and healthy tree. And so should the child of God reflect Amen, what is happening down on the inside by what we can see out on the outside. And it's not just for our glory. Jesus said that, that we may see your good works, meaning that it can be observed. That's how people are going to see it. Amen, they can't see deep down on the inside what's going on. Amen, but what they see on the outside amen, will affect them because there has been a change because of your encounter with Jesus Christ. And he finished this statement by saying, and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Amen, because at the end of it all, it's to bring him glory and to bring him honor. And finally, the sap is the most critical element of the tree of life, and that for us is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Take the sap from the tree. It will not bear fruit, and it will not live. And if you remove the spirit, there will be no fruit. There will be no fruit because the Spirit is not at work, but with the Spirit, true love will come forward and true joy and true peace and and goodness and gentleness and kindness will come forward. Hallelujah when we apply the Word of God. I am coming quickly to a close. Keep faith. Amen. Laws of reaping and sowing. Few laws, three laws of reaping and sowing. We reap what we sow. Okay? We reap what we sow. You're not going to plant corn and get carrot seeds. Or get carrots, rather. It doesn't work that way. You're not going to plant cotton and get wheat. It's not going to happen. That's not how it works. If you are not seeking the Lord, amen, if you are not sowing into the kingdom of God, if you are not involving yourself in the work of the kingdom and, and, and getting a relationship with him, amen, if you don't put in what you want to get out, amen, then you're never going to get anything, But if you will invest in the spiritual side of things, if you will invest, amen, with the spirit, amen will flow and it will have its way. And carnality can't be where the spirit is because the spirit certainly, amen, will take control. But too many folks are reaping carnal things expecting to get spiritual benefits. And it does not work that way because we reap what we sow. Another principle is that we reap later than we sow. We reap later than we sow. No farmer expects to go out and plant his cornfield or wheat field or whatever the case is and then go back the next day and see it fully grown. It does not work that way. It is a process that happens over time. And I would say to those of us tonight that have a bigger root system than perhaps others do, roots can be growing for a long, long time and nobody can see that. You might get a little tree and you have no idea, but the roots are growing. I heard one time that the best time to plant, I don't know if it's all plants or just certain plants, is in the fall time because it gives their root system a chance to grow throughout uh, the winter time. If you will allow, amen, your roots to grow, or, or rather, roots can be growing for a long, long time and nobody can see what's going on down under the surface. Now, young trees don't produce as much fruit as mature trees do. Is that okay? Young trees do not produce as much fruit as old trees or mature trees do. And when it does, it won't be at the same volume as a mature tree does. Okay? This is just natural science. This is nothing, you know, out of the ordinary. But you don't give up on the tree because it's not producing as much fruit as the mature tree is. It may only produce two apples, but those apples are still apples. Okay, you can't expect somebody that's new in the Lord that doesn't have the same kind of root system that you have. I meant to be showing all the fruits of the Spirit from day one because it doesn't work that way. That's not how God designed it to be. You have to give that individual time to grow Amen. eventually they'll start bearing fruit. And they might not be the whole spectrum of the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. But apples on the young tree taste just the same as an apple on the old tree does. It just don't, doesn't have as much volume in their creation of those apples. Amen. So we should lift people up. Amen. When new folks come into the kingdom of God, it's not, amen, an instantaneous process for them. They might struggle a little bit. Amen. To find their way in Jesus Christ. And we should have patience with them. Amen, we should encourage them. We should, amen, encourage them as much as we possibly can because there's no encouragement to be found outside, amen, but in the sanctuary of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, amen. It should be a place where folks can be encouraged in the Lord, be encouraged that they're going to make it, amen, be lifted up, amen, and feel the encouragement of their brothers and sisters in Christ, amen. There was a time, there was a time when we weren't bearing as much fruit either, But we're quick to forget the fact that that day ever existed. Amen. And we expect everybody else to uh, come in and instantly be, uh, you know, number one Christian, so on and so forth, whatever. Uh, But the truth of the matter is it just does not work that way. It takes time. And that is the way that God designed it. Amen. These things will come naturally. Amen. If we let the Spirit do its work and not try to manufacture it. Amen. We need to pray, pray. Seek the Lord, read His word, and draw close to Him, and eventually these things come. Thirdly, we reap more than we sow. We reap more than we sow. If you plant one kernel of corn, it will produce a whole stalk with, I don't even know how many ears of corn can grow on a stalk. Four, four, two, three, I don't know. A lot. Uh, and with those individual cobs of corn, there will be hundreds of kernels. But it all came from that singular seed. Amen. So, so the point is, is that even though you think, well, I, I only prayed, you know, five minutes today, that, you know, I, I agree that you should pray more. But if five minutes is all you've got, amen, don't discount what five minutes can do. Amen. One kernel of corn can produce hundreds of other kernels of corn. But that one prayer, amen, is worth praying. That one one moment that you have to seek the Lord is worth seeking him for. Amen. Because he draws near to those that seek him. Amen. And if you want to be close to him, then you have to draw near to him. I know that sometimes it does not feel like much, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. Strive for better tomorrow. Strive for better the day after that. And next week and next month, amen, and you'll be shocked Amen, at what God can do with that which you have planted in his kingdom. And you'll get back so much more than you ever invested. Your faith, amen, will increase. You'll be uh, investing in in other people's lives. and, And it will just be a wonderful thing. And there will be such a great and wonderful return. Amen, music, please come back. The Bible says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, but if it dies, it produces Much grain. Amen. So no matter how little it might be, our investment, amen, it is worth the investment anyway. It is worth digging in anyway. Uh, I love the Word of God for many reasons, and I'm sure that you uh, also, hopefully, uh, love the Word of God. But there is one thing that I love the most about the Word of God, and that is how it uses uh, stories and analogies in order to help us understand now, I don't think it was any accident at all that God used this method to explain to us and help us understand the fruit of the Spirit and how to get uh, them in our in our life. We had a yearly tradition, or we do have a yearly tradition. Uh, we go to Irons Fruit Farm in Lebanon off of Stub Mills Road. Wonderful place. They make the most excellent apple cider donuts you have ever seen this side of glory, I want to tell you. Uh, apple fritters, that will just... A man, I'm telling you, they're out of sight. Now, I was in France, and the French know how to make their pastries, but give me an apple fritter and some donuts any old day, and I will be a happy, happy man. We always got to bring it back to donuts, folks. That's where it's at. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, now, the owner, the owner of the apple orchard, Mr. Iron, if that's his name, I'm not sure. Now, he could go out in the middle of the night, and he can glue apples to the tree, And claim that those apples grew from that tree. But that would not be uh, the natural way. Uh, He can't prime the tree to produce more apples by hooking apples from another tree on it. That's not how it works. You can't grow them that way. Uh, To harvest, you have to cultivate the tree, you have to place the tree in a good location. That tree has to have enough water. You have to keep bugs and watch for disease against that and fertilize it every now and then. And if he or she will do that, if the the owner of the apple orchard will do that, the natural process of them taking care of the tree is, is that fruit will come forth from that tree. Fruit will come forward from that tree. We're into this uh, season of life. We we have we've gone full circle from being an uh, agriculturally working the land kind of a a people to a uh, I can barely go to Kroger and it makes me mad to have to go to Kroger to get my food kind of people, uh, which is kind of sad really. But anyway, it's the state in which we live in. And there's this movement that's called farm to table. I've even heard uh, restaurants be farm to table. They get it directly from the source where it came from instead of going through. Uh, a middleman or multiple middlemen. They even, I have heard, have built purpose-built communities. And in the middle is a big old garden that they uh, have invested in or have somebody invest in. I'm not sure how it works. In order for them to get fresh produce directly from, from the source, directly from the garden. Why? Because fresh fruit tastes better. Fresh fruit tastes better. Now, I know that we can go to the store any time of year and get strawberries, but the truth of the matter is strawberries only grow certain times of the year, period. And we've become accustomed, we become accustomed to tasting things uh, that, that are grown in a forced environment. My in-laws have a garden. Now, I'm not a big vegetable man. I know I should be, but I'm not. But they tell me, they tell me that, that when they grow their produce in their garden, last year, for instance, they had cucumbers. Oh, my Lord, I've never seen so many cucumbers in my whole life. Cucumbers, just unbelievable amounts of cucumbers. And they, they told me up and down, you, this does not taste the same as the one that's forced, the one that's forced that you would buy at the grocer, that's been forced in a greenhouse or wherever it's grown. I'm not sure. It does not taste the same at all as if you get it directly out of, of your own backyard, out of your own garden, uh, out of your own garden. Sorry, corn that year, last year when they grew corn, they only grew a couple rows of corn, and they told me they got 126 ears of corn out of their cornfield because it just it grew naturally. It was just there naturally. That's what happened when when the environment was right. Zucchini, I still don't know what zucchini's for. Nobody does. They try to do stuff with it. But at the end of the day, if you have too many zucchinis, there's never anybody looking for the extra zucchinis. Nobody. Nobody. They fry it and slather stuff on it, try to make it taste like something else to get somebody to eat it. I don't know what the point of a zucchini is, but they had zucchinis up the wazoo last year. (laughs) Zucchinis growing every which way. Because the environment was right that year for those things to grow. Now this year, this year, tomatoes were, oh my word, you would not believe the number of tomatoes they had growing in their garden. Why? Because I I don't know exactly why. but, But the environment was such that this year, tomatoes were growing. And next year it might be something else. I have no idea. We'll see next year when it rolls around. But my point in all of this is that, You can hang fruit on people, and you can tell them to be holy, and you can tell them to do this and do that, and on and on and on. The list can be endless. And that fruit will never taste good to them at all. It will never, ever taste as good as if that fruit were to grow naturally in their life. So when you see somebody come in those back doors, and then they've got earrings and hooks and whatever and every possible place, tattoos everywhere, whatever you want to say, if you will give that person a chance, if you will give the Spirit of God a moment in time to work in their life, if you will let the fruit grow naturally, it will be the best tasting thing that person has ever had. I can guarantee it. It will be the best tasting thing anybody has ever had. Hallelujah. I want to have fruit growing in my life. Amen. I don't want it to be forced on me. I want the Lord Jesus Christ and me to be in communion. I want to grow. I want to become who he wants me to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand tonight. Let's all stand tonight. There are times and there are seasons. Amen. Just like naturally, last year cucumbers, corn, and zucchini were growing like crazy. That was the season last year. I don't know what the, what the deal was. This year it was tomatoes. And then there are going to be certain times in your life when you probably will see more of one fruit than you will another. That's just part of the season. And then be thankful to God and cultivate your relationship with him. But at the end of the day, what this is all about, for me anyway, is that there would be a little bit less Ashley Dixon. Actually, a whole lot less Ashley Dixon. And a lot more of Jesus Christ, amen, exhibited in my life. And it's going to show out, it's going to by show, show, it's going to show out by the fruits of the Spirit that are growing in your life. Peace and kindness, amen, being joyful, amen, suffering through those seasons in life when it's not pleasant, amen, when you're struggling to just get to the next day, amen, struggle on, press on, trust the Lord. He's with you, He's right by your side, and He will not leave you, and He will not forsake you. And I'm thankful for Him tonight. I would not be here had it not been for the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe it's true for all of us that if there was a little bit less of us and a lot more of Jesus Christ, that this world would be so much better off than it is currently. Amen. How many want to do better? How many want to seek him more? How many want to desire him and call out to him more than we have before? Amen. Lift your hand to heaven tonight. Amen. Let's cry out to him and seek him for a moment. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. God, I'm thankful for the plan and the way that you have made, Jesus. God, I know for a fact that I have not always grown amen, in the way that I should have or at the rate that I should have because I was not planted in good ground where it was possible for me to grow like I should have grown. Hallelujah, but tonight, tonight because the word of God has been spoken. Hallelujah, the word of God has been spoken. God, I want that fruit to be alive in my life, that men would see it, and not to give me glory, dear Lord in heaven, not to give me glory, but to give glory and honor to you because of what you have done. Seek him, church, amen. He is here right now. He is here right now. Amen, there's no reason why a change can't happen tonight. Why a change can't happen tonight, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, we cry out to you, Lord God. We cry out to you, Jesus. Amen. Be at work in our life, oh God. Change me. Mold me. Make me who you want me to be, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Make me in your image, Jesus. Help me not stray by your side, Lord God. Lord God, let me be planted in fertile ground. God, where you can grow, where your spirit can move on my life, oh God where the fruit of the Spirit can be evident in everything that I say and do because of the time that I have spent cultivating my relationship with you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, change me, Lord. Make me more like you tonight and tomorrow and the next day, Jesus. Hallelujah, when I'm frustrated and when I'm mad at situations outside my control. God, give me a measure of long suffering to make it through, Lord God. To make it through, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, help me to come out on the other side of that experience a better man. Hallelujah. Because I have been in relationship with you and I've not relied on my own abilities and my own skills. But I have sought you. I have sought you. Amen. I, I have been at the foot of the cross. I have been in the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I have applied the principles that you have for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Make them alive and well in our church. Make them alive and well when we're in the marketplace. Make them alive and well. Amen. In the morning and at noonday and in the evening, Jesus. Help them to be alive and well, God, in our families. Oh, God. Moms and dads. Amen. Showing a measure, of kindness and patience and long-suffering, Lord God. With children, perhaps, that don't listen like they should, let us exhibit the love of Christ. Amen. Let us exhibit the love of Christ with the co-worker, Lord God, that's difficult to work with. Hallelujah. Give us a measure of long-suffering, God, and make us better on the other side of it, Lord God. Lord Jesus, when somebody, amen, cuts us off on the road, God, let our first reaction not to be nasty, Lord God, but to show kindness. Show kindness, oh God. Amen. All these things will come naturally. Amen. If we get in your presence, if we seek your face, if we draw close to you. Hallelujah. 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 We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah to your name. Else you do. Glory One to God. Else will do. Hallelujah. And nothing else could take your place. To feel the warmth, to feel the warmth of your embrace. Help me find the way. Help me find